Greetings and welcome to Education in Focus, powered by Chalkboard News. I'm Dan McCaleb, Vice President for News and Content at the Franklin News Foundation, publisher of Chalkboard News. Chalkboard News is a news website dedicated to all things K-12 education in the United States. Joining me again today, as he does each and every week, is Brendan Clary, K-12 editor at Chalkboard News. Brendan, there have been discussions in districts across the country about converting the school calendar from a five-day school week to a four-day school week. I should say there have been more than just discussions because uh, some schools already have converted to that four-day week. Advocates say four-day weeks can save taxpayers some money and also help with the teacher retention. But preliminary uh, studies show that that doesn't always work out that way. And in fact, the four-day week uh, also can lead to some negative outcomes. You've reported this at Chalkboard News. Brendan, tell us more about it. Earlier this year, I wrote about how school districts, particularly in Texas, have adopted the four-day school week. So it's, you know, something that's been going on there for a while. And that there's actually, when I when I wrote that piece at the time in March, there was nearly 60 rural districts that had made the switch. The Texas legislature passed a measure in 2015 that allowed districts to choose their schedule and set the requirements for instruction minutes instead of days. So that kind of opened up the door for districts to do this if they uh, chose to. So I, I talked to a number of different schools that were concerned considering moving to a four-day week. And a lot of them were really excited about it. You know, they pointed to burnout as being kind of a major driver of this, that students and staff felt more refreshed, being able to have a longer weekend. They could do errands and, you know, different chores around the house on Friday or Monday, depending on what they they chose to do. Um, But a lot of them, you know, would just say do Monday through Thursday. The people I spoke to who were making the switch, they, you know, with staff uh, had talked the, when they had talked with staff, you know, they found a lot of support and a lot of buy in for the idea. So they were very um, excited about it. But new research shows that maybe that's not the best for districts and, you know, it could backfire. So that was, you know, a recent report or a, a blog piece, I think, from the National Council on Teacher Quality analyzed some different studies that found that it might not work for all districts. So one piece of research examined the issue across six different states. And then another one looked at one specific school district and and it found negative effects on student performance in math and reading. So there's, you know, this this voice from critics saying that, hey, maybe, you know, we should think about this in a different way. And, and that's coming from researchers who are looking at, you know, a lot of different implications about like for homeowners and for um, retention for students. And so there's, there's some different considerations here that, you know, go beyond just the cost or, you know, let's let's try this out. Let's talk about some of the specifics, both positives and negatives. Advocates, particularly in less populated rural districts where students are being, for example, bussed in maybe 20, 25 miles from home to school just because they're less populated and they live farther apart, um, they say it can, it can significantly reduce transportation costs, food costs, time spent on the bus for the students, etc. So that's one benefit. Anything to add to that? Yeah, I think I think, you know, the teacher recruitment side, you know, there's a lot of talk about how it's hard to find qualified teachers or teachers. And I think specifically in some of these rural districts, uh, you know, they're they're citing substitute teacher shortages. So, you know, if even if you do have all of your regular teachers there, uh, if you're not able to find a substitute uh, to fill in, then, you know, you're you're sort of high and dry. How do you figure that out? And so I think that they're pointing to this as saying, like, if if teachers can schedule doctor's appointment on that Friday that they usually have off, then it would reduce the demand for 
substitute teachers. So they, they point to that and, and kind of say that this helps with, with burnout for students who maybe would otherwise leave and retire early or something like that. So I think that they're, they're pointing to it that way for reducing costs as well. On the downside, uh, of course, COVID's not that, that far in the past for us when government uh, ordered schools to close and, and convert to remote learning. We know there was significant learning loss during those school shutdowns when not all students, you know, participated in remote learning, had access to high-speed internet, so they could participate in high-speed learning. The outcomes since COVID in schools testing have, has been really poor. And there are there concerns that converting from a five-day school week to a four-day school week where students will be in into school, in school for a fewer amount of days during the calendar year, that that could re- lead to further learning loss. Yeah, that that is some of the, the research findings. They did find that there could be negative effects for some of these suburban districts that are considering making the switch as compared to rural districts. And so they found the, the study done on that one district found that the four-day schedule had a negative correlation with student learning outcomes. And so did the study that, you know, looked at six states. So I think that, you know, there is some concern there that this would make the learning loss a little bit worse if, if it's not done correctly. And I think that the tough part about this and something that uh, you'd want to keep in mind is how are you specifically implementing this? So if a school district is like, is that, that'd be something to look at in the studies of, of what did they do? How, how is that measured? Because I think that there are some districts that have that there are advocates of this that I talked to in March that pointed to the fact that the research is the same or it shows that there are better outcomes. And so you kind of would probably have to go through all all of that and say, okay, what is my specific situation in my district? Does the research apply to me or to, to the district that, that we're, is considering changing to a four-day week? So I think that there is maybe a lot more nuance to consider in this and to look at in the data. Um, but there is sort of that concern there that if you go to the four-day week that you could maybe see some learning loss. And that was according to the new research. To close, I'm going to ask you to look into your crystal ball. What do you think the future holds? you think more school districts are going to explore the possibility and actually actually convert to a four-day yeah, I'd say based on the conversations that I had in March with folks who are really excited about this, I think that it's something that rural districts are going to keep looking into. I don't think that it, it's going to take hold. I mean, again, this is my crystal ball. I don't think that it's going to take hold in a lot of urban or suburban districts where, you know, maybe the, the drive times are, are less. But for, for rural that are being squeezed by inflation and other other sort of budgetary pressures, you know, the substitute teacher costs, I think that that might be something that we see more and more of as they're trying to make their budgets a little bit leaner and trying to still have that time with students. They are being taught the same amount. And the districts that I talked to that are making the switch, uh, most of them are being taught the same amount of hours. So they'll have longer days and that kind of thing. So it's an interesting sort of uh, look. And there's also, you know, the the year round learning approach too. that that's something I think that maybe people will consider looking into just a different way to address the learning loss and also, you know, make their budgets go a little bit farther. Definitely an interesting policy topic Brendan, interesting conversation, but we are out of time. For Brendan Clary, I'm Dan McCaleb. Please subscribe and thank you for listening. 